Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Rethink Retail Podcast. I'm Melissa Minko, Director of Retail Strategy at Digital Consultancy CINT, and joining me on the show today is the Managing Director of YouTube Shopping Partnerships, Bridget Dolan. After 20 plus years at Sephora, Bridget joined YouTube last year to bring YouTube's shopping vision to life for retailers and brands. Since her arrival, she has rolled out shoppable videos and live shopping on the platform, while spearheading exciting new partnerships with retailers and brands such as Target, Walmart, Samsung, and Sephora. Thank you so much for joining the show today, Bridget. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Melissa. Yeah, happy to. Um, So kicking things off, can you talk about what you learned spending over 20 years at Sephora and why transitioning over to YouTube was the right next step? Absolutely. Yes. I had a very fun career at Sephora and kind of did all things commerce, including, you know, e-commerce, digital marketing, social media, mobile, uh, omni-channel, and then really heading into more and more realizing how important social commerce was becoming. Um, and so I, that really was the, the moment for me that I realized that um, more and more we were seeing creators and influencers have such a big stake in, in the e-commerce landscape. And I was excited about the opportunity of what could be built at YouTube in terms of YouTube shopping. Totally. And do you want to kind of describe some of the day-to-day decisions that you're making at YouTube or what your role specifically entails? Yes. So I was brought on as a first of its kind role to think about how we run the business side of YouTube shopping. And so the really being at the intersection of what creators want and need, what brands want and need, and what users want and need, how to really think through the shopping experience. And when we think about shopping, I can think about it in two ways. You know, really this idea that shopping, any video can be shoppable. Any video can, um, no matter what aspect you're looking at, if it's watching a live sporting event, you can buy the jersey of the player that just scored that goal, or whether you're watching an unboxing uh, video where someone's talking about a product they just bought, or if you're watching your favorite music artist and want to buy the t-shirt, right? Like any aspect of video on can be shoppable. And, And so I think this idea that shopping is inherent and as part of the fabric of what YouTube already is. And then this idea that we actually could turn into a destination for shopping. So shopping is a vertical. And I think that's a really powerful idea. Mm-hmm. And I think more and more is what we're seeing, you know, in Asia and what we're you know, seeing all through the landscape is that wherever our consumers are spending time, that that's where they want to shop. And so, you know, because YouTube has 2 billion monthly users, uh, there's people spend a lot of time on YouTube and so it would make sense uh, that we would actually just make it that much easier for creators to tag products that they love and talk about organically for merchants to, to also have a platform to talk about and, you know, bring their stories to life. It would just make sense to make that easier to shop. Yeah. So I love what you said about YouTube being a destination. I've been thinking a lot about kind of the evolution of mall culture, and it makes me wonder, is YouTube the new mall? Like, is that, you know, where younger generations are going to kind of hang out in this space with some of their favorite brands and people who are like-minded that appreciate those same brands? So 
that's really interesting to think about it that way that you've got all these creators and all these retailers under one roof. And um, just the fact that you are working with all three of those parties at once, the creators, the brands and the users is really unique. It's a unique position to be in. So that's very cool. So YouTube is an enormous company and I can imagine there are hundreds of projects going on always at the same time. How does YouTube shopping fit into YouTube's overall vision of their big picture kind of mission? Yeah, I mean, I think we do think about, um, to your point, how YouTube takes that entire ecosystem of the creators, viewers, and advertisers into account. And I do think shopping is a great example of that. And so I think that shopping fitting into the overarching DNA of YouTube. YouTube has always been shoppable. And so, you know, I think if we look at some of the creators who are starting to make transitions to becoming more of a brand themselves. So creators are becoming brands and brands are becoming creators. And I think YouTube creators are empowering consumers with helpful and inspiring and entertaining shoppable content that allows them to make faster and more confident purchase decisions. And so as we think about how social commerce is just on the rise, I think that's how it fits into YouTube's vision of you know, where it can be. It's just, it's elemental of how they are providing value to creators, how they're providing values to brands and, and advertisers, and how they're providing a really fun, interesting, and valuable experience to users. And so that's why we're investing in shopping um, and really making it much more seamless. So I think, you know, we, while shopping's always been in our DNA and, and part of what we do, we certainly haven't made it slick or easy. And that's just the next foray, right? Like how do we actually, whether it's shoppable live streams, whether it's shoppable video on demand or shoppable ads, or even, you know, really allowing our brands to work with Brand Connect um, and find creators to talk about authentically and organically the products that they love. YouTube is this holistic shopping platform um, with this whole suite of functionality that allows us to offer an end-to-end -end solution to brands. That's awesome. And we'll kind of deep dive the whole idea of how YouTube is thinking through live streaming in a little bit, but really quickly, which creators have really figured out how best to leverage the YouTube platform? And then I want to know which brands are also some best practice brands. Well, you know, it's interesting because I think some of the creators that you wouldn't have thought of as creators sometimes are the ones that are doing some very different and interesting things. And so, you know, we recently partnered with Netflix, for example, who's one of our most engaged partners on the platform, who's over 23 million subscribers. Um, and they were Bridgerton season two, which I was very <laughs> personally excited about. It was um, so good. <laughs> so good. And when you think about uh, Netflix and, you know, obviously they want people to come and watch Bridgerton mm -hmm. on their platform. But to really think through that, one of the things they did was, you know, they partnered with Pat McGrath Labs, who is, a, and Pat McGrath is an icon in the beauty industry. Absolutely. And she created a product line that was exclusive to Bridgerton. And Netflix is selling that exclusively through their platform at the beginning. And so they thought, well, how can we actually give people a little taste of the behind the scenes? So they partnered with one of 
YouTube's creators, Jackie Ina, um, mm -hmm. to bring that product line to life, talk through with Pat herself, kind of like what it was like to be on the scene, um, you know, creating those looks for Bridgerton with those products. And I think fans of Bridgerton, fans of Jackie Ina, fans of Pat McGrath herself came together to watch and, and better understand and, and just kind of spill the tea on how, you know, what happened on the show and what happened with the looks and, and watch Jackie, you know, put on her own makeup. And, um, and I think those are the types of things that they make it feel really authentic to YouTube. Something that would only happen on YouTube is, you know, getting the scoop, watching someone put their makeup on and then being able to buy the products right there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is such a cool example. And it also, I think really embodies the spirit of retail right now, which is basically seeing a lot of different retailers partnering with each other, even if previously they may have been seen as competitors. So the fact that YouTube is partnering with another platform, like another streaming platform, that is epic and just feels so modern and so relevant to me. I think that's brilliant, especially because of course, you know, users are not going to Netflix and YouTube for the same things anyway, but it's yeah. just such an unconventional use case. So I'm so glad you shared that example. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, an another one, you know, well, another yeah. one for that was very fun was Coachella. Uh -huh. um, so I know I'm just making my sound, my job sound really tough here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we partnered with Coachella to, you know, we have been live streaming the content on Coachella for 10 years. Uh -huh. And when you think about what's so fun about going to a, a concert and being part of that experience, part of it is like, you know, you go and then you get the t-shirt, right? Like you get to uh, feel like you and only you that came to this experience got to buy something on premise. Mm -hmm. And this year they had this, a similar idea, um, but we, they thought, what if for the folks who are live streaming, what if they could actually buy merchandise um, that is only available exclusively during the live stream for those watching the live stream? What if they could have that same experience? And so we sold exclusive merchandise from Billie Eilish, from Flume and from Brockhampton, um, and it it did extraordinarily well. It was a terrific co collaboration, and I think it's just another idea that you know, just when you think um, that everything's been done, it's like no, actually, there's a, a new and different way uh, for people to come together and feel that sense of community. Mm -hmm. That is so cool, and it also just shows you that consumers are, are really happy both with in-person events, but also equally as happy watching from their homes and can still engage and participate just as actively as they would if they actually you know, went in person. So that's very, very cool. Awesome. Um, so we often hear about how much YouTube builds community among brands and among users of those brands and then the creators that partner with those brands. Is that something you've really taken notice of as of late and you know which brands are doing this best? Uh, absolutely. I mean, creators are some of the most impressive community builders I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> their fans are loyal, they show up, they engage, they watch. And you know, we actually have a lot of creators who are as part of the DNA of, or part of the early days of YouTube have always really engaged their fans so authentically. And so I, I think brands are really taking notice of that. And if they are looking for scaled ways to engage with their, their communities, I actually think YouTube is it because, you know, it's got so many people who are watching, whether it's on their phones or whether it's on their laptops or whether it's even uh, at home on living room, you know, 
that is where uh, a lot of people are just spending so much time. So we've actually seen some entrepreneurial uh, creators partner with brands in different ways, I think, that uh, are helping to bring those creators' product lines to life, mm -hmm. both on YouTube, but also with these retailers. And an example of that is Chloe Ting. So Chloe mm -hmm. Ting is almost 23 million subscribers, which is bananas, uh, and so fantastic. And it's because she is so compelling and interesting. And you know, she's doing her workouts online. She has this range of fitness equipment, and now it's being sold in 2,300 Walmart stores across the US. And so this idea that brands are taking notice of creators and the power that they wield and how they build communities and bringing that into their physical stores. So we think about kind of that omni-channel concept of, I watch this creator, I'm totally intrigued, I have to have that outfit. Um, and then I think, where can I buy it? I can buy it on YouTube and I can also buy it in a Walmart store. Um, and I think that's exactly how consumers want to be. They just, they want optionality um, and they want, uh, they want to actually be purchasing things that are important to them and are important to what's part of their life. And these creators are part of their lives. Mm -hmm. um, and I've also seen brands kind of in, embrace creators in their go-to-market strategy. Um, and so, you know, half of U.S. consumers have been surveyed recently. They'd rather consider a product or service if their favorite creator has promoted it. And, and, and I've seen the power of it and, and I've been blown away. And I think it's because creators have this authentic connection. Um, so when brands find a creator uh, that has a personal connection to their brand, uh, it actually works really, really well. And, and these creators, a lot of them have made their, their celebrity talking about products that they love. You know, I think about Marcus Brownlee and, you know, he is the go-to if you want to figure out anything tech, you go see what Marcus Brownlee has to say about it. And, you know, that is how he's built his celebrity. Um, and then it really does tie back to other retailers, other products and other brands. Um, and I think also brands and, and merchants and retailers can really reach a diverse audience. So I think when you're a retailer or a brand and you've got your own website, you're talking to people who already know and think about you and are really in that consideration phase and, and down to purchase. But I think when you engage with people on YouTube, you're actually a little higher up in that consideration funnel. You're in the discovery phase. You're in the, you know, those moments where we're telling your creators are telling you about a brand you didn't yet know about, or even a brand is telling their own inspirational differentiating story. And I think in those moments, discovery, which is as a former, former retailer, <laughs> tough, you know, I think discovery is where, you know, people are building those community moments of like, wow, I'm reaching a new audience that I wouldn't otherwise be reaching. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating and really speaks to the role that content specifically plays in the buyer journey and kind of, you know, where along the path to purchase consumers can find the content that they need or discover the content that they didn't know they needed, but just kind of wanted. So that's very, very cool. Um, I also think something else that you said that was really interesting was just that YouTube is really indirectly and directly playing a role in the physical, that brick and mortar side of omnichannel retail just as much as it's playing a role in the digital side. So that's very cool. And, um, you know, maybe something that our listeners might not have, have thought about previously, but definitely something that's important to call out and highlight. So very cool. 
Um, so I mentioned that we would discuss live streaming in more depth later on. Um, so now comes the time for some of that live streaming talk. How does live streaming support the relationships brands form with customers on the platform? Yes, I, live streaming is quite the buzz and very fun to talk about and very fun to do. Um, you know, YouTube's combination of entertainment and utility and authenticity is super powerful. Um, in fact, you know, we have, uh, we've had studies where 87% of viewers say that when they're shopping or browsing on YouTube, they feel like they can make a decision to purchase faster. And, and that's important when you think about these higher consideration purchases, things that you're really trying to figure out whether or not you should buy, like it's really helpful to have somebody who thinks deeply about this, right? And uh, somebody who's a creator who really just, that is what they do. They are living and breathing and thinking through products that they are loving and why. And it just brings that purchase journey uh, to life in such a different and unique way. And so I think for, live streaming, when you're watching a creator talk about products that they love, or, you know, when you've got like Gordon Ramsay cooking with pots and pans and telling you why this pan is great while he's making a delicious, uh, you know, crisp chicken, um, you know, I think it, it allows our users to actually ask questions. It allows us to have this more personal relationship between creator and fan and do it in a way that's actually helpful and adds utility to the shopping journey. And so I think for all of those reasons, um, it's, it's something that I'm not sure I thought through as much when I thought about live shopping. I think of live shopping as more like typically like in the moment, get something that, um, you know, there's an element of scarcity, uh, the best products that you can buy right now. And if you don't buy them right now, you're going to miss out. Um, I think that's kind of the historical live streaming and it still works, um, mm -hmm. but I think the added element of live streaming that's been so um, interesting to me is how emotive our fans are of creators. Like they are there to really learn. They are there to really support that creator. And then they're there to really learn more about the products that they're talking about and kind of get their needs met about what you need to think through and know before you can buy a product. One of my favorite things about 2022 is that we are finally getting back to live person events. And one event Rethink Retail is especially looking forward to attending this year is Shop Talk Europe. Taking place June 6th through 8th at Excel London, Shop Talk Europe is the new home for Europe's retail and grocery change makers. The event is expected to see over 2,500 decision makers from leading retailers and brands, startups, tech firms, investors, media, and analysts. We are all coming together to learn, network, collaborate, and evolve. The event will host more than 200 industry speakers, and if that wasn't enough to keep you busy, more than 250 companies will be showcasing the latest trends and innovations that are transforming the global retail sector. Qualifying retailers and brands can attend Shop Talk Europe for free with up to a £500 travel reimbursement through Shop Talk's world-renowned hosted meeting program. For more information, visit shoptalkeurope.com. 
So for anyone listening who hasn't used the live shopping function yet, which one, what are you doing? Um, but two, how, how can we kind of explain what those features look like, you know, how they would log in, just kind of what the process would look like for them to go about doing that? Absolutely. So, you know, a lot of uh, creators or brands um, can basically, with a hit of a button, can go live and they can talk through products just like they would any other video or any other live, um, but they have the capability of pinning products. So while you're talking about it, you can pin it and then a user can tap on that product and buy it without leaving the live stream. And that's really important. And, you know, it's just makes it a much more immersive experience and that's beneficial for the creator. They don't want you to leave, um, you know, while they're in the middle of talking and, and they also beneficial for the user who doesn't have to leave and can actually just buy this and be part of the process. So that's how it works today. And we actually allow our merchants and our creators to have that experience be however they want it to be. I think, you know, optionality is so critical right now in our ecosystem so if a user wants to click through and buy on the, um, the website of the merchant, then they can do that. Or if a merchant chooses to have that be buy on YouTube, they can buy it right there without leaving. So either scenario totally works. And so you know, we actually just announced this past week on uh, Brandcast, we had Susan Wojcicki on stage talking about some of the features that are coming actually for live shopping. And one was the idea that we'll have two channels be able to go live and co-host together. Mm -hmm. And so I think what's fun about that is, you know, when you typically think about it, you think about two big creators uh, kind of sharing their communities and getting excited together about products and talk, talking about what they love. Um, but it's also about the idea that you could have a creator talking about a product or brand they love, and then actually bringing some of that um, love with a retailer at the same time. So I think there's a lot of use cases that are gonna be super fun and interesting in the world of live shopping. And similarly, there's a feature around live redirects. So the idea that a big creator could start uh, a live stream on their own channel and then actually redirect it to a retailer's channel after they've been kind of explaining it, talking about it through, and then bring it over to the retailer's channel so that they can actually do the transactions there as well. That's wild and definitely speaks back to what you were saying in the very beginning of, you know, the importance of making the whole journey more seamless, more frictionless for shoppers. I mean, buying without leaving the platform or leaving the live stream is massive. That's going to just continue to make a huge impact on the path to purchase and how seamless it is for shoppers. And I loved that stat that you brought up about how the decision to purchase is faster within the YouTube platform, because again, it, it speaks to this idea of it being really a destination, but also where a lot of this content tends to just automatically sit within the buying funnel. So that's very cool. I, I love all of this. Um, the redirect stuff is, is so exciting too. That's a huge deal. So congrats. That's really awesome that it's coming up. Thanks. We, um, you know, it was interesting. We have been figuring out, you know, as you're, as we're using these different functionalities and as we're building this concept, you know, one of the things when you think about live is um, when people say live, do you mean live like IRL or do you mean <laughs> live like live streaming? And so we actually are launching our second annual beauty fest with my team who also has the fashion and beauty segment of, of YouTube. And YouTube's head of fashion and beauty is Derek Blasberg, who's on my team as well. And so we're actually going to be having a live event 
in LA where we bring 100 beauty creators together, um, but it's also live streamed uh, at the same time. And then we're also going to be selling some hot drop products um, at that event. And so I think it's going to be fun for us to kind of bring together all of those concepts and try out some of this new functionality. Um, and that's in June, June 16th. That is so cool. So do people buy tickets to that or how can someone attend? So that is, you can attend virtually online during the live stream. Um, it really is meant for our creators to come together. And, mm -hmm. you know, really we have a tight knit beauty community. And so we want to bring them together with some of our advertisers and have them experience this in person and really show them what the power of live streaming, live shopping, shorts, and, and VOD, you know, shoppable VOD can be for them. So it is a bit more catered, the physical in-person for them, um, sure. but the virtual is for everyone. And we actually are going to have stars like Haley Bieber and Tracy Ellis Ross, um, and actually our biggest female creator on YouTube, Snipehole. They are all going to be actually uh, featured in this live stream. So everyone can watch it. That is so cool. I love that there's no cost to entry in terms of watching it from your own home. Cause I feel like this content's going to be extremely valuable. That's amazing. So, so cool. So you've now been at YouTube for a year. What do you make of the future of live shopping on the platform? Well, I think that a lot of brands are starting to try live shopping. Um, I think a lot of creators are starting to try live shopping. And I think a lot of us are looking to Asia and saying, you know, will that be exactly what the world looks like here um, mm -hmm. in terms of the US and live shopping? And, you know, I think one of the things that I've learned a lot about uh, being here is, you know, the, the world is a global place and my team is global and it, things are happening differently in different parts of the world. And so there's a ton that YouTube can learn from what's working well in Korea, what's working well in India, what's working well in Brazil, but they, it isn't one size fits all. And so I think that's one thing that I've noticed about live streaming and we're a little farther along in certain areas and we're a little uh, more nascent in others. But you know, I think we, we will be the platform that enables anyone and everyone to live stream um, and make it their own. And I think that's what makes YouTube so unique. We are, we are here for the creativity of creators um, whether they be a creator as a brand or a creator as a creator um, and how they use live streaming, I think it's just going to be maybe different than any of us expected. Um, so I have seen a lot of creators and brands truly testing different formats for live, different formats for shorts. We are no longer in a world where a brand goes and you know, puts out a big campaign that's one size fits all and looks the exact same on every platform. Mm -hmm. Brands are getting smart and they are starting to, and so are creators, and they are making content that works for each platform uniquely. And I think for YouTube, you know, people, people who uh, are creators or brands who are focusing on making content that works on YouTube, um, that's, those are the ones who are going to actually have greater success. And I think brands are taking a page out of those creators playbooks um, on YouTube. Absolutely. That is so cool. I mean, you really are right at the forefront of all of these trends. And I'm even hesitant to use the word trends because I also believe that this is the future and it's definitely sticking around. And uh, I really love your approach in terms of looking to other markets and seeing what's going on there and 
learning from them because um, they've also had a lot of, you know, first mover situations when it comes to live. So that's fantastic. Um, well, I just want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining us today. I'm really excited to see how YouTube continues to play a key role in the retail industry. I mean, like I said, you're, you're just really at the forefront of it all. You've got, you know, not only a prime seat, but I mean, you are the driver in this. So it's fantastic. Thank you, Bridget. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing, reviewing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.